0: Good morning everyone. A good and peaceful new year to you all. Welcome to those here in the sanctuary and to those who are joining us online. The grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let us worship God. We sing the hymn 63, hymn 63 being Psalm 100, all people that on earth do dwell. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Let us pray. God of new beginnings, before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, You are God. We who are numbered among your people gather at the dawn of this new year and aware of our need for you we seek your blessing on our lives the lives of our families and friends and the life of the world. Gracious God before whom the generations rise and pass away may your promise never to leave us or forsake us encourage us on our way and grant that in every circumstance we may look to you, the one who is good and whose faithfulness continues through all generations. Eternal God, you guided the wise men to Bethlehem, offering a light for their path, and in faith they responded. We confess there have been times when Instead of seeking your guidance, we have wandered from you. And we acknowledge that taking your love for granted, we have said and done things that have grieved you and hurt others. Lord God, at this time of new beginnings, look kindly upon us and forgive us our sins. God, of all the ages, your mercies are forever sure Help us, as we look now to the future, to embrace the opportunities and challenges it holds. And as we keep on trusting in your purpose, let us be confident that regardless of what the day shall bring, nothing will be able to separate us from you or your love as it is found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. These things we humbly ask in his name. And as the one people, we say the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Just a few intimations to draw to your attention. There'll be a joint church friendship lunch in Park Church Hall on Wednesday at 12 noon. And then this coming Saturday, we'll see the first soup and sandwich lunch in our own hall, The first soup and sandwich lunch of the new year, again from 12 until 1.30. Please do come along if you can. It would be good to see you. The Finance and Property Committee will meet a week on Tuesday at seven o'clock. And advance notice about the Boys Brigade annual quiz. This will be in our own hall on Friday the 19th of January, at half past seven. And tickets can be purchased at the door or by some other means, and that will be revealed in the intimations next Sunday. But that's maybe a date for you to mark in your diary, Friday the 19th of January, half past seven, for the Boys' Brigade Quiz. It's always a great evening, and it's a good opportunity to support the Boys' Brigade And finally, the Tuesday Group Burn Supper will be held on the 23rd. And tickets are on sale from today. These cost £12 and names can be given if you don't have the money with you today as long as you pay up next Sunday. But the tickets will be available for the next few weeks. That's the Tuesday Group Burn Supper on the 23rd of January. Isn't it amazing to be talking about the Burns Supper? We've just come through Christmas and New Year and now here we are and indeed the other day I got the February edition of Life and Work by email. Isn't it amazing? But isn't this a lovely morning, folks? It's just lovely and it was just lovely looking out earlier this morning and seeing everywhere looking so good. You've got to be careful right in a thunder You don't want to slip. But this is more the weather that I like at this time of year. Now, we're going to sing a a hymn that's a great favourite with many, hymn 159 Lord, for the years your love has kept and guided, an appropriate hymn for this time of new beginnings.
1: First reading this morning is from the book of uh, the Old Testament reading from Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 to 6 to be found in page 620 of the Pew Bibles, of of the Old Testament section of the Pew Bibles. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 6, the promise of the New Jerusalem. Listen to the word of God. Arise, shine, Jerusalem, for your light has come, and over you the glory of the Lord has dawned. Though darkness covers the earth and dark night the nations, on you the Lord shines, and over you his glory will appear. Nations will journey towards your light and kings to your radiance. Raise your eyes and look around. They are all assembling, flocking back to you, your sons are coming from afar, your daughters walking beside them. You will see it and be radiant with joy, and your heart will thrill with gladness. Sea-born riches will be lavished on you, and the wealth of nations shall be yours. Camels and droves will cover the land, young camels from Midian and Epith, all coming from Sheba, laden with gold and frankincense, heralds of the Lord's Prayer. Oh, here ends the first lesson. The second lesson, the New Testament lesson, is from the book of Matthew, the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, to be found in page 1 of the New Testament section of the Pew Bible. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Listen to the word of God. Jesus was born at Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of Herod. After his birth, astrologers from the east arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We observed the rising of his star, and we have come to pay him homage. King Herod was greatly perturbed when he heard this, and so was the whole of Jerusalem. He called together the chief priests and scribes of the Jews, and asked them where the Messiah was to be born. At Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet wrote. Bethlehem in the land of Judah, you are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler to be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the astrologers to meet him secretly and ascertained from them the exact time when the star had appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may go myself and pay him homage. After hearing what the king had to say, they set out. And there before them was the star they had seen rising. And it went ahead of them until it stopped. Until it stopped stopped in the place where the child lay. They were overjoyed at the sight of it and entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother and bowed low in homage to him. They opened their treasure chests and presented gifts to him gold, frankincense and myrrh. Then they returned to their own country by another route for they had been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. Amen. And may God add his blessings to these readings of the Holy One, and to him be the glory and the praise.
0: Thank you, Arthur. The King of love, my shepherd, is whose goodness faileth never. Hymn 462. Let us pray. Lord of light, as we call to mind the journey of the wise men, we remember the newborn king was one who would change not only the life of his people, but the life of the world. Come again, we pray, to your people and to the world in these days, and may your light shine in the darkness. Gracious God, in the midst of life's uncertainties, strengthen us with the knowledge of your unchanging love. In the face of life's disappointments, support us and give us the strength we need. In the midst of life's preoccupations and demands, may we be alert to those who are around us and be to all in need a source of help. Living God, at this time of new beginnings, we pray for our troubled world. Empower those who seek peace and justice, and bring forth the day when recognizing our common humanity, we may be tolerant and respectful of each other. Lord of Light, as we remember how the wise men kept going and would not be deflected from their task. We pray for those who today are searching for spiritual fulfillment, for those who are looking for a sense of purpose in their lives, and for all who long to find you for themselves. Gracious God, at the beginning of this new year, We pray for your church in all the world and particularly for the church in Scotland. In an age when many are lukewarm or indifferent to the church, revive and renew it and enable it to find new ways of making known the good news of the gospel. Eternal God, as we continue our earthly journey, We commend to your care the lonely and the weary, the sick and those who mourn. Be a reassuring presence and comfort to them. God of all the years, as we thank you for your goodness to us in times past and for the way you provided us with all we needed, help us not to take your kindness for granted. But rather with grateful hearts, let us earnestly seek you and radiating the light of Christ in our lives, may we give you the praise and the glory and all through that same, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We sing the hymn 135, hymn 135, O laughing light, O firstborn of creation. A new year can bring with it a degree of hope. The past year is behind us. And there is a sense in which, the slate being wiped clean, we can move forward with enthusiasm as we contemplate all that the new year will hold. And yet, isn't it true that there can be certain things that restrict our enthusiasm. The state of the world is most definitely a cause for real concern. And of course, there will be people who have their own personal concerns. The cost of living crisis continues with all that that means for hard-hit families and individuals. Concerns may abound about our health or the health of a loved one. Or it may be that we have lost someone dear and we wonder how we will make it through the year without them by our side. Others may be concerned about growing older with the limitations that can sometimes but not always bring. It can be very tempting some of these dark mornings to crawl back into bed and pull up the covers. I sometimes feel like that. But it can be like that when we are confronted by things that concern us. There is, in the midst of all that is happening in the world and in our lives, the very real temptation to withdraw into ourselves and remain where we feel safe and secure. But can I put it to you that can sometimes lead us down a road that is ultimately not good? for our well-being. The season of Epiphany, with its emphasis on a light shining in the darkness, reminds us that life continues. New beginnings loom on the horizon, and new opportunities await for us to grow in faith and in our understanding of God and of the people he wants us to be. The story of the Magi, also called the wise men, who bring their gifts to Jesus, is most intriguing. They were probably astrologers from Persia or Babylon, present day Iraq and Iran. They were of the opinion That human destiny was written in the stars. But like us, they also believed there was a power beyond this world. Though tradition says that there were three of them, an assumption made because there were three gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the Bible doesn't actually tell us how many. There were, but this we do know, they were inquisitive, they were adventurous, and they were humble in that they were obedient to their calling. As such, can I put it to you, they are good role models for us as we seek to live out the faith, inquisitive. It's good to ask questions. They were adventurous, willing to take risks. They were humble. They paid homage to the Christ child. However, it's what they do at the end of the story that for me is of particular interest at this time of new beginnings. Matthew tells us they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. And therefore they left for their own country by another road. In other words, they don't hang around the stable looking adoringly at the Christ child. They don't stay where it is comfortable and safe and secure. Instead, they set out on a road, a different one from the one they had been on, and they continue their life's journey. Can I put it to you? That is how it should be for us. As well. For us, the manger is but one stopping place on our journey. And while the tranquility of the Nativity may move us deeply, it should never be our sole focus. The journey that Jesus went on to make and our journey. Remains to be travelled as we embark on this new year embodied so well in the spirit of epiphany and the reality of life continuing we may well ask how can we move on with so much in the world and in our lives to concern us Well, the answer to that question we find in the passage we read from Isaiah. Isaiah tells the people of Israel to arise, shine, for your light has come. They no longer live in darkness, and nor do we as the people of God rise. And shine, you remember the chorus. Rise and shine, get up, there is more to come. There are new roads to travel upon in this new year. There are new opportunities for us as individuals and as a church. And yet, isn't it true that Certain things can hold us back and keep us from going forward in the way in which we should. Apathy, a lack of confidence, and fear. Fear can disable us and cause us to be immobilized to the point that instead of going forward, we keep to the same road and we get stuck in a rut. These are challenging times for our own denomination. And like many of you, as I have said before, I am concerned. Some indeed say that the Church of Scotland is In crisis. That's perhaps too strong a word to use, though, in conversations I myself have had with others, it is a word that I have used. In doing so, however, I am not of the view that the church's days are numbered. Nor, indeed, do I think that the future will be bleak. Indeed, I am optimistic and my optimism is rooted in God. God is a God of surprises. He can do the most amazing and wonderful things and I believe he has a plan for his church as a whole and for this church. A plan that will see shoots of new growth appear. And in that plan God wants us to play a part. The question is will we? On Tuesday at least I think it was Tuesday you lose track of the days over Christmas and New Year anyway, one day I watched a program on YouTube about the various revivals that took place in the Hebrides in the 20th century. These were remarkable in that many, many people turned to God and came to faith. As I listened to the testimonies of good people, many of whom have long since died, I was heartened and inspired. There was a minister, the Reverend Duncan Campbell, who was credited with bringing one of the revivals to the islands in the late 1940s. But he vehemently resisted all notion of this, making it clear The revivals came about due to a movement of the Holy Spirit. And that movement in turn came about because of the prayers of faithful people. There were few in number. There was a prayer meeting in one church and the minister was of a mind that he would stop the prayer meeting because so few came along. But the few who were there prayed for a revival. And the revival came. And many who did not believe came to faith. I fear that many of us could easily resign ourselves to the way that things are. And to believe that given the secularization of Scotland today, the church's impact in the future will be limited. And therefore, any thought of going by another road, of doing a new thing, or doing something we have always done differently, is dismissed. And might I suggest it is often done so out of fear. Fear that it will not work. Fear that far from bringing others into the sheepfold, it will drive those already in it out. I understand that fear and I've thought long and hard about it. But can I put it to you? The church cannot remain as it is while holding on to the best of our traditions. We have to be open to what God is saying to us today at this time of new beginnings. We have to be open to the movement of the Holy Spirit. And we have to be willing like the Magi, the wise men, to be inquisitive. To be adventurous, to be humble and obedient to our calling. And can I add to that, like the faithful people of the Hebrides in times past, we have to pray, pray for revival. There is power. In prayer. I recall reading about a weary traveller who, on a dark night, came to the banks of the Mississippi for the first time. There was no bridge in sight, and ice covered the water as far as one could see. Dare he cross over? Would the ice Bear his weight. Finally, after much hesitation and with fear and trembling, he began cautiously creeping on his hands and knees across the surface of the ice. By distributing his weight in this way, he hoped to prevent the ice from cracking beneath him. When he was about halfway across, he heard a noise behind him and turned to see a man driving a horse-drawn sleigh filled with coal starting to cross the river. And here was the traveller on his hands and knees. The man, his horse and sleigh, dashed past him and out of sight. Sometimes, we can be like that traveler, can't we? Apathy, a lack of confidence, and fear. Fear, by whatever name we call it, can not only prevent us from living our lives to the full. It can keep us from sharing with others the good news of God, Thus, cautiously, timidly, we venture forth, forgetting God's promises, oblivious to the great heritage of faith to which we belong, and blind to the unseen cloud of witnesses who cheer us on our way. Our eyes shine. For your light has come, said Isaiah. Rise and shine, says the chorus. And how does it continue? And give him, give God, the glory. How do we do that? For that is what we must do. Well, we do it by taking God at his word. By thanking him for all the blessings of the past and trusting him for the future by imitating Christ's deeds of love and mercy and by being willing when it is for the best to go by another road. Now to him who is able through the power which is at work among us to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or conceive, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Earlier this morning, I was working on my sermon and then I pressed print and it didn't print. I went to the printer, it was switched on, I changed the cartridges, but still nothing. I think there's something wrong with the connection with the Wi-Fi, which I'll sort this afternoon, but I didn't have time this morning and I panicked. The sermon was on my computer. So, for the first time in my ministry, history in the making, I sent an email to myself with an attachment. (laughs) And here it is, the first time ever I have been in the pulpit without a paper copy of my sermon. And I've got to admit, throughout the sermon there I was a wee bit anxious. (laughs) Maybe I was lacking faith. I noticed the battery power was going down. So there you are. Now, our closing hymn, a great hymn to sing as we journey in to the new year. Hymn, 100 And 67, 167, guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Go in the peace of God, go in the love of Christ, go in the power of the Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you now and forevermore.